Recording in progress. It's Adam and Reed running with the Bulls. We're back. We said we wouldn't be, but here we are. But you've been busy up in uh, the great north. Um, there's really no off season for you. Uh, there's a lot of toys to be built, a lot of deliveries to be made. Um, but I noticed that the beard is a little shorter. The mustache is a little longer. Uh, cut off the beard. And uh, I told you, I don't want any questions about what i do i don't want any that's not what i that's not what we're here to talk about uh what's the movie called um crashmore detective crashmore detective and here's the thing it's kind of like a cosmic gumbo <laughs> and i i'm not here to talk about what i do you know 364 days out of the year today i'm here to talk about um this really great movie with a great cast and uh, it's not, it's really none of your business what I'm doing with my beard. That's, that's fair. Well, I I'm, have a mustache. We're, we're allowed to grow and change our facial hair as we get older. And I'm older, you know, I'm in my 8,000s now. Well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry I asked. Any, anyway, yes, about the movie, Running with the Bulls, the movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, man, let, let's talk a little bulls here. You know, we're going to just a quick little episode. A uh, couple busy guys. Lonzo Ball, man. You might never never play again. There's there's rumors of swirling. Maybe the time people are listening to this or were listening to this, maybe, you know, uh, trade is happening with Levine or DeMar, but I don't know. I don't know, man. What's your uh, pulse check, if you will, on the Chicago Bulls right now? Um, Every second that they don't do something is just de- delaying the inevitable. We know where this is going, whether it's this summer or if it's painstakingly next summer. This team is going to get blown up. That We've seen the heights of this team. The heights of this team was DeMar DeRozan in his mid-30s having career-best seasons. And Zach Levine has become, I think you can call him a star. He's not a superstar, but Zach Levine has become a legitimate star. He's become a really good playmaker on top of his ridiculous shooting ability. Um, and he's going to be, he's going to be great value to whoever gets him. I don't know when he's going to not be a bull, but this is, if he is going to be a bull this season, this is a hundred percent his last. And I think every second they hold on to him is potentially hurting uh, his value, the value of players that they can get back. The longer they hold on to him, the longer they delay the inevitable, the longer other teams have chances to get guys that will win. Like if a team doesn't think they can get Damian Lillard and they try to get Zach Levine and they can't get Zach Levine, they're going to move on to the next guy. And eventually the longer you hold on to these guys, the longer you hold on to these guys, we saw what happened with the Wizards. They kept holding on to Beal. They've been de- the Wizards delayed the inevitable. We were talking about the Wizards blowing it up once they got rid of John Wall. To, to be fair, the Bulls have been better than the Wizards, and it's like they, they built something that worked. But then it's like Lonzo is such a crucial element of like everything they did, especially as a transition team. And it's just like now, yeah, it does feel like they're just kind of spinning their wheels. And well, Zach's like still young. You can still like build him around him. So I wouldn't be like super mad if they kind of retooled and like flipped Amar because I still think Vucevic is good. And I think his game can age gracefully, but like 
no one signed up to be a team fighting for a playing spot. And it's really, I mean, it's just plain sad. It's sad to consider that before the Lonzo injury, there was a time when they were the number team, one team briefly in the Eastern conference standings, but like, this ain't it. This ain't it. Everybody's getting older. Like, you know, the NBA draft was last night. I was kind of wishing and wishful thinking here that they might flip Zach Levine and get Scoot Henderson and then like keep, keep uh, Pat Williams and IO and uh, Kobe. Cause I do like, especially Kobe white wound up having a nice little year last year. I think they still have some young talent. They don't have to completely clean house, but maybe it is time to just get a little younger and face the reality that this isn't what, they intended and uh also off off that i just want to say like i think fans should kind of cut them a little bit of slack uh the the front office because no one knew lonzo ball wasn't maybe ever going to be able to play basketball again and they built something that actually made sense but it doesn't make sense anymore um given the circumstances and it's just like no one wants to root for a team that's a 10 seed or 10 through eight or 10 through seven. It's exhausting. And it's the exact same stuff that bothered people about the Garpax era. And, you know, I, I, they were the one seed for a few, for like a month. Right. I mean, they were, they played great basketball a couple seasons ago. The reason I was never really fully sold on this team, even when they were winning Zach Levine tore his ACL in, uh, in Minnesota. And I think his rookie year or second year, He's, he's had an incredible career recovery, but still, that's something to keep an eye on. A guy that athletic with his knee injury, the Bulls are building around him. They built around Lonzo Ball, who's been injured his entire career. Even at UCLA, he had injury issues. And like, even didn't, then, didn't, did we learn nothing from Derrick Rose? You know what I mean? Like with the young yeah. guy with the knee injuries. And it is ironic that then they chose to build around another guy with a knee injury. They it's chose just, to build around. Lonzo had all the injuries, and then when he didn't have the injuries, remember he had to go through an entire, uh, he had to go through an entire mechanic career change. Like his shooting yeah. mechanics were completely off to the point where they were talking about him like he was Markel Fultz. And so that luckily he did. He turned it around and became a great three point shooter. But then his body completely gave out on him. The Bulls knew about his body issues. The Bulls knew they were investing in at the time a thirty year old Nikola Vucevic. He's not getting any younger. They invested in a 35-year-old DeMar DeRozan. Like, I agree that the team that they built was, as it topped out, a top four seed, a team that could probably take you to six or seven games against probably any team in the East that season. But after that, you're you're relying on old guys, you're relying on injured guys, you're relying on a coach in Billy Donovan who I don't think is that special? I think he's a brilliant college coach, and he was an amazing recruiter, and he had great defensive teams in college. But this isn't college. When's the last time we saw even Brad Stevens couldn't cut it necessarily as a head coach in the NBA? It's a different animal. And I think the Bulls have been, like I said, delaying the inevitable, and they keep delaying the inevitable. We know what the end. We know what the end is here. There's no way this team with any of these players is going to be winning a playoff series anytime soon. That's at least the way that I view it. And the longer we wait. The longer, uh, the more the the value of a Zach Levine goes down, the more the value of a DeMar DeRozan goes down, of a Nikola Vucevic. I just, they're really in basketball purgatory. It is genuinely that, and it's sad, but 
until they actually, you know, pull the plug and uh, do something. We're just going to keep talking. And then we're going to talk about a guy. Oh, cool. They got a guy at the 34th pick named Julian Phillips from, you know, he's a great athlete, but so was Dalen Terry. How did that work out? I'm not saying it's his career's yeah, over. Dalen Terry, but like, like, doesn't see the floor. If they're, if they're, if they're drafting, for now with all these guys that they say they're ready to win with now, then why are they drafting 18, nine year olds that don't see the floor? So I just think it's a mess, man. I think it's a really big mess. So, I mean, you're, you're in the camp of kind of get rid of, well, what do you, what do you want them to do with, uh, and don't feel like you have to go, uh, you know, we'll keep it, keep it brief here, but what, what do you want to do with Vucevic, DeMar and, and Zach? That's like I the want, elephant in the room then all gone. I want the bo- I want the Bulls to build around Wendell Carter. Well, we'll have to get the the time machine. Yeah, that one. that's what I want. It was a fine trade, but you sacrifice your future. Good. The one good bit of news here, all joking aside, uh, Vooch is still a really good center. Um, you can re-sign him; it doesn't matter. Like he's not he's not moving the needle in terms of whether they're you know a playoff team or they're not. Like he's a really good player, but I don't think he's moving the needle in that way. Um, my, my thing is the one thing you can look at is Pat Williams is entering his fourth year and he's still ho- only somehow 17 years old. Yeah. Like he's, he, he's 21 and Kobe White's 23. Like that's, that's hope right there. And Marco Simonovic, like he, he could wind up being a good player. I would assume was only 23. Like they have young talent. Like that's what I'm saying. You don't have to nuke it. You might have to blow it up, but you don't have to nuke it. I mean, if you do nuke it, you could you could end up with a result like the Utah Jazz were last year. Oh, a highly, man. that would be neat. a highly competitive team with guys that are going to compete with guys that have talent. There's no doubt about it. Pat will on a team where he's considered one of the top. Look, I'm not saying Pat will is going to end up being your primary player on any team, even at age 27, 28. Who knows where he's going to end up? But see what you got with him, man. You got this 21 year old. Or I'm sorry. Yeah, he's 21, right? Uh, yeah, I believe 21. Yeah, he, he came yeah, into the league 21. as the youngest. He came into the league as the youngest player in the league. He's now entering year four and he's still one of the younger players in the league. See what you got. You, you can't see what you got with a guy like Pat Will. If DeMar DeRozan's taking all these shots, if Zach Levine's taking all these shots, if Kobe White's taking all these shots, like, let's see what you have with your young guys. The Bulls have been known to when they do blow it up, they've been known to rebuild it pretty quickly, you know? Yeah, like and it's. I'm not talking shame. about like Sorry, the Vucevic ahead. trade. I was all about it, but like, um, it sucked not to have a first round draft pick. It, like the Wembenyana year of all years, and I remember you know watching uh, the draft lottery and just kind of feeling sad. <laughs> it's it's like they, they've ushered me back into Chicago sports nihilism, um, just by how things kind of turned out. I don't know. I, I see one of two possibilities. One possibility, which is way unlikely, is like they somehow flip DeMar, they get Vucevic back, and they just kind of find the right pieces uh, in free agency, and the Bulls like wind up being competitive, and it's fun again. But that's wishful thinking. I think the more – I think then the other thing is like, yeah, you just kind of – all right, we tried, but it's time to uh, get some draft picks and try to get us in a position where we can at least achieve something uh, long term. But then I also look at the last few champions and like the developing your own talent thing is working for teams like 
the Warriors and the Nuggets and, uh, you know, there's a lot of different ways to skin a cat, as they say, but I don't know. I am kind of at a point where I'm ready for, like, to accept defeat with this regime and just start. I want to rebuild. I want to rebuild at this point. Yeah, and it's, you know, I think the reason that we haven't seen it, I mean, there's a lot of reasons. I think people are very, the front office, I think, is nervous that if they commit to a rebuild, then they commit to admitting that they fucked up. Yeah, um, and then they get fired or something. Yeah, and then it's the it's the whole thing over. So I do think, and I think Jerry Reinsdorf, we don't we hear about a lot of Jerry Reinsdorf stuff when it comes to the White Sox because they're just run really poorly. But I think he's been he's been not him running the Bulls and not giving a clear vision to his front office about what they can and can't do, and kind of doing. I know they're not the Wizards, but kind of going about the Wizards route of well, we don't want to bottom out and we'd rather just kind of be a middle of the road team because that way the United Center stays packed. Because it's true, the United Center does stay packed even with a mediocre team. If the mediocre team plays hard, the mediocre team wins some games here and there. You know, the, the Bulls are fine. They're a gigantic, gigantic worldwide organization. You know what I mean? Like they are fine even when they're losing games. And I think that's sort of the problem where they you have to take a step back and say, fine isn't good enough it's just no. not yeah it's not for the and it's and it's time to really shift into overdrive and don't view yourself as this totally safe organization like the knicks you know where you're going to be fine no matter what no treat it like oklahoma city acquire yeah. a million you're not sorry but the bulls are not the knicks they're not the lakers they're not getting the free agents that you would want that you would want in terms of a in terms of a large market players would rather go to phoenix for god's sake you know what i mean like it's it's the bulls are not the free agent organization. So stop treating it like you can kind of be middle of the road and then sign a couple of great players. No, you're going to sign good players. Are you going to sign a Kevin Durant? Are you Until gonna Giannis sign and Zion come. Until Giannis and Zion come. And if Zion comes, it'll probably be after like his fourth or fifth injury. So yeah. Yeah. the bulls will have, have Lonzo go- Ball and Zion reunited. They both won't play. <laughs> exactly. That's perfect. Then we can, uh, what other, we can get Julius Randle in here. Uh, no, he'll play can, too much. We what other, what him. other, what other former Lakers can we bring in? You know, well, I was bring in maybe Lebron. Greg Oden. That's another good guy who isn't going to play. Yeah, exactly. I love the way. I love He'd where your head's at. Fit. I think you should run the Bulls. Okay, I think. We but should. actually, I'm not even kidding. Like all joking aside, you would do a better job. I'll send in my resume. And and I would. I think I would do it. I think we because we know it needs to be done. We've been running with the Bulls. Yeah. Now it's time to run the Bulls. Yeah, just get rid of the width. All right, well, now I'm sad, so let's talk about other teams that make me happy. Uh, we got about 10 minutes left here. Um, okay, I don't even know where to start here, so I'm, I'm just going to, like, serve you the volleyball. Uh, what is going on? <laughs> like, there's so many things. Like, Porzingis is traded, untraded, retraded. Like, uh, you know, you got the Marcus Smarts over here. Paul George might go over there. I don't know where to start. Talk to me. The NBA doesn't know where to start because the Clippers, the Clippers are unsure if they're ready to pull the plug on the Paul George Kawhi thing. And the, they should. It's not working either. Both uh, those guys get hurt too much. It's not sustainable, and they got they lost the Paul George trade so bad, so I, I, so so bad. I agree, they lost it, but I think it needed to be done. It had sure. to be done. You you like are not sense. getting. But you Shea Gilgis Alexander is better than Kawhi Leonard and Paul George at this point. He he is. However, 
they were not going to land Kawhi Leonard if they didn't make that trade. And right. going back four years ago, you tell me Kawhi coming off winning a title, his second yeah. finals, yeah. his second finals MVP, the best basketball he's ever played in his life, acquiring Paul George, yeah. who was coming off his near MVP campaign in Oklahoma City. You're getting those two guys yeah. for for Shea, for SGA, who everyone knew was going to be special after year one, especially. But you're giving up a, a, a Shea Gilgis Alexander in year one. You weren't going to compete with Shea. The Thunder still haven't even competed with Shea. Like, a we have bunch to... of what they thought were going to be very late first round draft picks. Yeah, and to be fair, like the Thunder have had Shea now for going on four seasons, and this upcoming season is going to be the first one where they might make the playoffs. So, like. Yes, I understand the trade is looking like really bad for the Clippers right now because of the injuries of those guys, but I do think the trade had to be made. Um, and now, of course, next year it's going to look pretty bad when the Clippers inevitably blow it up whenever they do blow it up and the Thunder are a top-four team in the West. I don't know if it's this season or next season, but the Thunder haven't even had Chet Holmgren play a game yet. You know, like, yeah. the, And they've got young stars. We know we know Shea's a superstar. I think Jalen William, Jalen Williams is going to be a mini Shea. Uh, Josh Giddy is going to average close to a triple double his entire career. Holy cow. And that's yeah. not even talking about guys that I love that probably won't even stay there. Like they drafted a point guard yesterday in case Wallace, who's one of the best defenders in his class. I love Trey Mann. Trey Mann's going to be sent out of there. The bulls could maybe take a flyer on him. I, I, I love, I love Trey Mann. I think he's got an incredible step back three point shot. He's got a great handle. He's six, five for a point guard. Um, the Thunder are actually getting to the point now. Sorry, I feel like I'm talking too loud. The Thunder are actually getting to a point now where they have too much talent and they're going to have to start figuring out what's redundant yeah, and what's yeah. not. And they're going to start unloading guys and they're going to yeah. start acquiring veteran presence. What and, a luxury. You know, not, to go, not to go back to the Bulls, but like that's how an organization should be run, especially an organization that's not landing the top free agents. Then the Bulls don't really land the top free agents. Sorry, not to go back to the Bulls. All that being said, uh, yeah, man, it's uh, it's pretty wild how these teams are building. Uh, Warriors. Chris Paul's on the Warriors now. Um, yeah. I'm excited. I think that's gonna work, and I want to see Chris Paul get a title, like with the Warriors. But I, but like, do, do you start Chris Paul and Steph Curry? Do you bring Chris Paul off the bench and hope that that keeps him healthier? Like, like. You know, but it's Draymond coming back. I feel like Draymond comes back now that Jordan Poole's gone. That's exactly how I think. Yeah, that's the way I view it too. I think, I think Draymond's coming back. I think everyone expected Draymond um, to. I think people thought Draymond was washed, and he's not. No, he's not washed. He Draymond um, is a very unique talent, though, where like all the pieces around him are so perfect for like what Draymond does that he becomes. I'm going to sound crazy here, but I feel like if Draymond were to leave the Warriors, he'd be out of the NBA in a few years. But if I think if he stays with the Warriors, he main, he remains like one of the most important players on the Warriors and a really good, important, good player. Draymond knows how to get Steph the ball in his shooting motion better yeah. than any better than probably any player knows how to get anybody in the ball in the NBA other than Nikola Jokic. Like, And, and the same goes for Clay or like a, you know, um, he's gotten a lot better with Wiggins. Like, we acknowledge that Draymond is one of the best defenders ever. 
and he, but he's also one of the best playmakers of his generation. And yeah. that's why, to me, people talk about Clay Thompson as the no-brainer other Hall of Famer on that team. They're all Hall of Famers, obviously. All but I think Draymond is one of the more – I think Draymond, weird, weirdly enough, maybe I'm wrong, I think he's kind of underappreciated. I think Draymond is one of the most important players of the of this generation because without him, I don't think the Warriors are a dynasty. I mean, look uh, what happened when he was hurt. Oh yeah, they I mean, were, they bottomed they out the same they, team. They had a couple lottery picks. You know what I mean? Like they were, uh, they are, they're just not the same. And I think losing Jordan Poole, if you tell them a year ago that they're losing Jordan Poole, everyone's devastated. But he had a really bad year. I still believe in Jordan Poole and. I believe what everyone else is saying that he's probably going to lead the lead the league in scoring uh, this year with Washington because he's going to get a hundred shots up a game. But yeah, okay. So back to what you were saying, I think it works with Chris Paul. I do. I just don't know. I, there's got to be another corresponding move because Clay Thompson is not Clay Thompson anymore. If you're losing Jordan Poole for all of his flaws, Jordan Poole was the guy that could go out there and get you thirty. Chris Paul is not a guy that can go out there and get you thirty. Clay Thompson can maybe get you thirty once out of every three or four games. You know what I mean? Draymond is not going to get you 30. There has to be a corresponding move. Now that oh, they have I mean, Chris Paul, now that they've shedded, they've shed the Jordan Poole massive contract. They were talking yeah. about going into the luxury tax like no team has ever gone into the luxury tax this offseason. It was going to be insane. There has to be a corresponding move. I think they end up maybe trading Andrew Wiggins. Maybe. And I, I, think, I think they're looking for someone like a Jeremy Grant or someone like a Chris Middleton. I, I think I, I Wiggins, they're going to like give a little bit of uh, grace, if you will. I think Wiggins, they're going to, and this is pure speculation. I don't have any inside info on this, but I think that they're going to show him some compassion basically with what was going on with his, his dad uh, last season. He, he missed extended time, but he was such an important player, uh, especially important rebounder and small ball uh guy for them when they won their latest championship with him and so i i think wiggins stays around but i don't know man i kind of look at that roster and like i do think they'll they'll definitely make other moves and maybe some big ones but uh dante DiVincenzo has developed into a really good player with them um apparently uh jonathan kaminga is like seven foot four now have you been <laughs> seeing this that's a meme well, they're like, uh, it's a meme. I thought I saw yeah. it on ESPN. Apparently, like he has grown. Like no, more. so the meme was. Uh, I thought he's like six ten or something. Is he not? No, 6'10"? so am I being lied to? Bamboozled, led astray. You are. You are. So, oh but, God! But, no, so, I'll tell you where it comes from. I can't remember the exact player it was, but uh, some player a couple weeks ago said he came in. I think you know what it was. I think you know where it started. It was Tari. This is I'm almost positive. This is where it started. A couple weeks ago, Tari Eason said that he came into the work uh, into the facility, and that Alperin Shengun had grown to like he was already six ten, six eleven, and he was like he's seven one now. Okay. That's what he said. That Shengun was seven one now. He's like I'm dead serious. Shengun is seven one now. And then after that, people started joke like Michael Porter Jr. is seven two now. And well, well, Moses Moody said. Moses Moody said, I just found it, that I'm not lying. He is tall as fuck now. So that, yeah, that's, that's, I, he probably is tall as fuck now because he came into the league at 18 years old. So he, he probably did grow an inch or two. 
But uh, no, he's not seven. He's not seven four. But he, yeah, he's he, probably now. I'm seeing. Uh, yeah, rumored to be seven foot now. Maybe he grew. But Kaminga, <laughs> uh, you know, maybe it's a metaphor, man. Maybe it's a metaphor. Okay, maybe his game has grown. Ooh, oh. you know. But I think it has. I feel like the Warriors. Kaminga's gonna. Like, I'm gonna tell you. I'll tell you something. Kaminga's gone. You think he's gone? He's gone. He's gonna be moved. Really. They have to make a corresponding move, and he's going to be involved in whatever the move is. I I feel very confident in that. Wow. Yeah, um, they're they're looking for a wing, a scoring wing. Even if they can keep Wiggins, great. They're gonna they're gonna move off Kaminga. Uh, they're gonna trade whatever first round picks they have left for that. I don't think Jonathan Kaminga is a warrior anymore after the next couple weeks. I could wow. be wrong, but I I just feel very confident that based on um, the way that Steph has talked about. They still have a lot left. Draymond has said they're wanting to win more titles. Bringing in Chris Paul shows that they're not messing around with any sort of youth movement. Um, Kaminga did not take the next step last season that everyone thought he would. He lost a lot of playing time. Um, And at this point, they're not messing around like trying to develop players like we saw that with James Wiseman. They're not not developing shit. They, They traded away Patrick Baldwin yesterday, too, in the and my, and Patrick Baldwin was kind of viewed as like a long-term Michael Porter Jr. kind of guy. So yeah, they're trying to do it now. They're 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 shedding whatever they, they traded Ryan Rollins yesterday too. Um, the young guys are going to be gone. I don't think Kaminga. I don't think Kaminga stays. Nikola Vucevic for Jonathan Kaminga. Dude, crazier things have happened. There, they would love a traditional big. They would love a traditional big. He'd be a perfect fit for them. They love small ball, but they would also love to have a, an Andrew Bogut type again. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I, I think the Warriors are going to be really fun. I mean, dude, like, it's been said, but Chris Paul, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, three basketball geniuses on yeah. the court together. And then let's fill out the rest of that lineup. Like, you have Clay Thompson and Andrew Wiggins. Like, yeah. that is – impossible fun and it fits their death ball thing and you can do uh you can do a lot you can do a lot you can do a lot and i believe in steve kerr i, I do worry steve about kerr. their defense has suffered a little bit they're not the juggernaut yeah. defensive team uh Maybe that's that they where were. they gotta focus and try to try to find the right yeah. pieces defensively yeah i wouldn't be surprised if they go after dylan brooks I was just thinking that. God, I don't want it to happen. <laughs> Bill Brooks is a douchebag. Oh God, I'm happy. Sorry if you're listening, Dylan Brooks. I know you're a big listener to the show, but like, come on, dude. He's actually. I'm recording my car. He's actually in the back seat. Dylan, chill out. He's kicking. He's kicking my seat like always. Oh, that's what he he would. He would. He is would. He wouldn't he? Cut off flannel with no undershirt. He's wearing three pairs of sunglasses. And they're all from outer space? He's an interesting guy. Yeah. It's, an, it's interesting that, like, he's on a team that is, like, the Bears, you know, like a grizzly bear. He's like, I poke bears. Yeah, you poked your team, and now you're cut. <laughs> I, and I was finally starting to like him when he was saying that shit, and then he ran from it all. Oh, he was like, kind of a coward. Sorry, yeah, man. yeah. Fake I tough that, guy. I, I was saying all season, fake tough guy, fake tough guy. Anyway, I think I think most of the actual tough guys in the NBA, we don't see them 
talking that much shit because they're just terrifying. Like a Stephen Adams. Adams. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. All right, folks. That's all we got time for today. We got, Bismack we got lives to live. Wembenyana, you say? Bismack, Bismack Biombo. Like I love me some Bismack Biombo. But yeah, too, we'll, have to, wanna... we'll have to hop back on soon. Uh, and we, I would like to talk Wembenyana. I would like. We're going to talk. Him. We'll talk. We can do a more draft heavy episode next week. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like the dream to me. Well, folks, I'm Adam. He's Reed. You're running with the Bulls.